0: Hi everybody, and welcome to the Junction Church podcast. We pray that this message inspires and encourages you. If you would like to find out any more information about us, then please visit our website at www.thejunctionchurch.com. Thank you for listening. We're on the our only human series. Only human? Question mark? Only human? <laughs> you got to make sure you've got the question mark in there. We're looking at these amazing biblical characters. We've been looking at some of these names which we've... we've if you've grown up in church or, or maybe uh, you heard them as, as stories as a child, you know, um, these amazing uh, amazing people who God uses in spite of their inabilities. So God uses them in spite of their weaknesses, in spite of their failures, in spite of their... Um, flaws and it's it's been really exciting just to go into that and just unpack the, their humanity and also how they overcame overcame that stuff. It's really exciting for us as a church just to really um to look into it. And I think it's easy. You know it's easy for us to look into the the Bible and, and almost distance ourselves from these stories from the Bible that was written thousands of years ago and and maybe like myself for example you know i, I grew up in a, a christian household i grew up hearing these stories you know stories like david and goliath and and like jonah and the ark <laughs> <laughs> uh, just testing just testing um it was knowing the knowing the whale uh, just just in case anyone's wondering there but, you know you hear these stories and there's like a separation you don't really feel like you can connect with with what's going on and um it's been really good just to look into the humanity of these people and remember that they're not h- superhuman they didn't have capes well, they might have had capes, but they weren't like you know superhuman capes they were just like normal everyday capes <laughs> they were just normal human capes, but they had flaws and they had weaknesses they had problems and um, and yet still they were called on by God to do something amazing something supernatural, yeah. which is really cool so this evening we get the uh, exciting times of looking at Peter and uh, the life and, and work of Peter in the Bible. Now, uh, Feel like I was getting a little bit shortchanged here. When I, I feel bad because I keep slagging off Kevin for the the topics that he gives me. I did this last time, and it's it's maybe not the best. But I feel like people already know a bit about Peter because the last series we did in church was all about you know it's all centered around um, Jesus' question, "Who do people say that I am?" And every every week we're talking about Peter's answer there. So uh, we've heard about Peter a lot recently. But but looking into the story of Peter, I was really really excited about being able to just to unpack some of the. Um, some of the mistakes he made, and the kind of roller coaster ride that that Peter goes on as he journeys with god and and just starts to understand god's plan and, and his purpose for him and it's amazing the, the the sticky situations that Peter gets into, and you're just like, peter, what are you doing why how did you end up here? How did you end up in such a stupid like I'll, I'll get on to this in a bit but I, I love just as I was kind of preparing for, for the sermon there's this part where, where Peter gets like shut up by God and you know like you're talking too much when, when it says like but before Peter had even finished speaking God's like this kind of loud noise came and, and God spoke and basically Peter shush I'm trying to have a moment here <laughs> so yeah Peter gets himself into some sticky situations he, he's only human question mark so uh, if you don't know about Peter, I'll give you some facts, I'll Give you a build up a little picture of who Peter was. He was a fisherman. He was a fisherman from Galilee. It was his brother, actually, who introduced Peter to Jesus. It was his brother Andrew, and um, people believe that Andrew was probably a follower of John the Baptist before he... Uh, Jump ship and realize that who jesus was and and um and follow jesus it's amazing uh, andrew's first response when he meets jesus is wait a second let me go get my brother he's going to want to be involved in this and that, i think that's really cool that's such a that's such an amazing um, picture of of their relationship and their heart so peter is kind of brought along by his brother andrew who kind of welcomes along, along for the ride he was originally called simon and jesus named him peter so uh we le- we heard a little bit about that in the last series uh peter is the the name stone or rock um from the aramaic word kephas or kefis, i'm not really sure how you pronounce it but no- nobody knows so i will just say that uh anybody who knows can correct me after the service <laughs> but the best probably the best thing about peter is his character like he's really known for being a really strong character um for like if you know about doubting Thomas in the Bible, doubting Thomas gets a bit of a bad rep because he's known as doubting Thomas. Peter should be known as hothead Peter or jump the gun Peter or step over the line a bit too quick Peter, but he's not. He's just called Peter. So I feel like Thomas gets a bad rap because Thomas gets known as doubting Thomas for his kind of flaw, but Peter's flaws are kind of just left at the wayside. So they just call him Peter. But he's a, he's a hot-headed guy. He's an impulsive guy. He's bold and uh, he's hopeful, he's courageous, but sometimes it comes out in the wrong way. Sometimes it's really stupid. Sometimes he gets told to shut up. And, uh, but it's amazing just to see this character and it's really, it's really good. Um, he's considered often like the leader of the disciples just by his attitude, the fact that he was such a forward uh, guy, the fact that he was the one who would often speak up. Um, he's always named first when the disciples are listed. Peter's name's at the top. Um, probably because uh, he wouldn't shut up. And um, he often kind of acted as a spokesperson for the disciples. So, you know, like then the disciples didn't really know something and they were kind of all like standing together and like, do you have a clue what he was just talking about? And they're like, no, what the heck was Jesus just talking about? Peter would be the guy who would be like, Jesus, uh, I'm pretty sure what you were saying was this. And he'd go off into some weird explanation and Jesus would be like, no, that's not right. But let me explain it a little bit better. So Peter was a guy who would um, often kind of speak up uh some other stuff that's mentioned about peter uh after the resurrection after Pentecost, Peter went out and he used to travel preaching the gospel uh, he travelled with his wife, they went in tandem so um, Paul kind of makes a little like, deal about that in, uh, when Paul's having a moan, he's like, look I came on my own, I didn't come with, like, with a wife like Peter did and you didn't have a problem with that you know, Paul's having a little moan, so we find out that Peter travels with his wife and uh, also um, although it's not mentioned in the Bible it's believed that uh, Peter was crucified in around AD uh, 64 um, in the time when, when Nero was persecuting the church quite, quite heavily, so it's really there 's lots of stuff about the character of Peter, and I, I really love kind of seeing that because um, you know we looked at Samson a couple of weeks back, and Samson 's just like mental. Peter 's a bit more on the right side of the tracks than Samson, but he 's still like he 's still a little bit off the wall. So, um, my wife Robin and I. Um, for those of you who don't know, we've been running a really exciting new new group within the church for the past um, eight weeks now. We'll be going on our ninth week this coming week, which is really exciting. Called Firm Foundations, and um, Firm Foundations is really about just getting back into the real the real foundational truths of Christianity and, and unpacking them and asking those questions about who God is and what the Bible is and what does Jesus say and what does that mean and really kind of unpacking those um, those big questions. And a few weeks ago, we were looking at the topic of the Bible, you know, how it was written, who it was written by and all these kind of interesting facts. And it really, like, the, one of the things which I really enjoyed talking about and really enjoyed sharing about was how, how the Bible was written by and written about real people, not made up names. These aren't fables or or fictional characters. This isn't, you know, some sort of Harry Potter with a moral outcome. Like these are real people who lived and breathed and walked and talked and and had you know humanity wrapped up in them. They had problems and, and yet they weren't disqualified. In fact, even if you look through like look through the lineage of Jesus, look through all like Jesus' ancestors, and you'll find prostitutes, murderers and all these people who are included in the story of the Bible because of what God enabled them to do and how God worked with them in spite of their humanity. It's really exciting. I really like it. So it was really good to talk about that. And Peter is a really good example because Peter gets it wrong. Peter gets it wrong and you know sometimes it can be easy to look at the Bible and see unattainable perfection we can look and we can see all these people who who are just amazing and they're perfect and oh i could never be like that but actually these people were human and they were capable of mistakes and some great mistakes um some mistakes that you know we would be proud to make (laughs) you know like really big mistakes so i've i've um I've listed some of Peter's slip-ups. I thought it'd be good to just to get to know Peter a little bit better. We'll go over some of the some of Peter's mistakes, because for as often as Peter got something right, he often kind of got something wrong alongside that. So um, if you remember the story where Jesus walks on water, and the disciples are in a boat, and Peter's like, "What the?" That's Jesus. He's on the water, and like, of course, your first natural response is, "Well, Jesus, if that's you, call me, and I'll come out on the water." Because of course, that is exactly what you would do in that situation. His impulsiveness is to just, just to ask to come, to come out with him. Can I come and uh, walk on the water with you? And uh, Jesus says, "Okay, come on out then." And he gets out. So he gets this bit right. He's like, he's well out of his comfort zone. But then he starts to go off the tracks a little bit. He loses it. He gets it uh, a little bit wrong. He gets sidetracked by the wind and waves, and suddenly starts to drown. So where he'd gone for something good he kind of loses sight and starts to lose it a little bit and then Jesus has to kind of step in and save him from drowning before he, uh, before he loses a disciple there and then um, Matthew 16 which is the, the verse that we were looking at in the last series where Jesus asks this question who do people say that I am and then he asks the question who do you say that I am and Peter is the person who responds Peter is the guy who speaks up because that's Peter's character Peter speaks up and says you're the Messiah you're the Son of God you're the Christ and uh Jesus goes, "Wow, you know, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, because flesh and blood hasn't revealed this to you, and we we get that bit, but then, right after that, we've got this bit where Peter actually speaks against Jesus and, and tells Jesus that he's wrong for saying that he was going to die Jesus is talking about how he would have to leave and how he's going to die and Peter's like, nonsense, that's never going to happen to you and Jesus is like, get behind me Satan and he has that like, like he kind of just like freaks out on Peter a little bit and he says, Peter, what are you doing? are you going to come against me and say that this isn't going to happen? if I'm saying it's happening, it's happening so you, you you get something where he does something good and then he kind of loses it a little bit. Even um, you know Peter was one of the few disciples who got to see Jesus at the Transfiguration, which is the moment where Jesus is is in prayer and he's he's with God alone up on this hilltop, and Jesus' face changes and he starts to resemble the glory of God, and and it says that his face shone like the sun and his clothes were like pure light. Um, and Peter was there. Peter got to be part of it, but he didn't know what to do. So he was just like, "Come on, quick, guys, let's build a shrine here, because this is really awesome, and I don't know what to do." And uh, and that's the point where, like, while Peter was still speaking, God kind of comes in and, and says, "You know, okay, let's get to what I was actually supposed to be doing here." You know, so he just he's a, he's a he jumps the gun and then even through the New Testament there's bits where uh, Peter has to get pulled up by um, by, some of the other, uh, by some of the other church leaders so we get this amazing part where Peter gets a vision about how the gospel is for the Gentiles and not just for the Jews he sees this white sheet and all these different animals on it and um, God tells Peter to eat these animals which by Jewish law were unclean and Peter's like well no, no God I, I'm not going to eat these animals because that would make me unclean and God's like you're missing the point, Peter. It, if I'm telling you, it's good, it's good. Go, go for it. The gospel is for the Gentiles and not just for the Jews. And, and Peter gets it. And he gets this kind of revelation. But then he gets a bit of peer pressure later on from some <clears throat> Jews who we're um, trying to get him to say that you needed to be circumcised as well in order to be really saved and um, there's this bit actually we can maybe put this up if, can we put up Galatians 2 verse 11 because I think it's really funny uh, and well we'll see, what, we'll see what the New King James Version says that's Galatians 2 verse 11 um, it says when Peter came to Antioch yeah there we go when Peter came to Antioch I withstood him to his face this is Paul writing here I withstood him to his face because he was to be blamed so um the New Living Translation says when Peter came to Antioch I had to oppose him to his face for what he did was very wrong <laughs> yeah that's nice and see and still doubting Thomas is known as doubting Thomas and Peter doesn't get any kind of badge attached to him Peter gets away with just being called Peter it should' have been very wrong, Peter. That should have been his name, very wrong, Peter, because Peter kind of lost sight of what God had told him and had started started teaching this new thing that that you know you needed a little bit of Jewish law and a little bit of grace in order to be saved and Paul's like, Peter, what you did was very wrong, very wrong. He got scolded um i don 't know if you've ever had one of those days where stuff just seems to go wrong and then go wrong on top of that and then also go wrong on top of that and uh, it just kind of spirals out of control a little bit um, i've got a i've got a funny example you know sometimes you try and do something that's right and uh, it just backfires yeah. Yeah. so uh, a couple of weeks ago uh, rob and i were getting ready for for church you know um, making ourselves look pretty for uh, for church on sunday and uh you know i uh Robin gets ready in like two seconds flat and I'm in the mirror for like hours just making sure, you know, no, it's not quite like that. But I was, I was, I was, I was putting some um, wax in my hair and uh, I, was, I had a little bit of kind of wax on my hands and I was looking in the mirror and Robin was like trying to be all nice and she was having a tea cake for breakfast, like a chocolate tea cake for breakfast wonderful, uh, but she thought that she would offer me a bite of tea cake. So I, I'm standing in front of the mirror like this. I'll give you a little um, visual representation. So I'm standing in front of the mirror, probably not that close to the mirror, but right here. Um, I've got like wax on my hands, yeah? And so I'm just... The, the normal action, for those of you who don't use wax products or whatever, you kind of just put it in your hair, yeah? You put it in your hair. So at that point, Robin kind of reaches over my shoulder with half-eaten tea cake, and I launch it into my hair... <laughs> There's like marshmallow in my face. And it's like half the tea cake is stuck to my head. And the other half of the tea cake is on the floor in the carpet. And I'm just like, Robert, what are you doing? I thought, she was like, I thought she was attacking me. I thought she was actually attacking me with the tea cake. You know, I knew that she meant well. But timing offering me a tea cake not not saying anything just like just looming up and kind of like just putting a tea cake in my face as I was as I had like hair, hair wax in my hands and was just just it was a, it was everywhere I had to go and wash my hair again after that it was terrible but I'm sure um, I'm sure you've had one of those days maybe not with a tea cake in your face but um, you might have had one of those days but Peter had one of those days as well. Well, actually, I think Peter's day wasn't quite as bad. No, it was way worse than this. But um, Peter had a day where it just seemed to get just seemed to get a little bit wrong. So um, the Last Supper. If we can go to Luke twenty-two, do can We get Luke twenty-two, and uh, I think we'll start at verse thirty-one. So the Last Supper. Um, Jesus is saying. Peter basically is like, you know what. I'm going to follow you to the end of the earth and whatever you do, I'll be right there with you and I'm never going to leave you and we're going to be best buds forever and you know, if anyone, if you ever need me to take a bullet for you or anything like that, Jesus, I'll be there and uh, Jesus is like, yeah, maybe but also you might deny me three times and uh, leave me for dead uh, you might not match up to your word there so we have Luke 22 and verse 31 and if you get the New Living Translation that'd be it. Nice, but if not, um, we'll go with it as is so, um, yeah, so verse 31, Lord, this is Jesus speaking, Simon, Simon, you, you called him Peter. Why is he calling him Simon now? So he says, Simon, Simon, indeed, Satan has asked for you that he may sift you as wheat. So he's, Satan's asked to test Peter. And then we go on. But I've prayed for you that your faith should not fail. When you've returned to me, strengthen your brethren. And if we go on again. But he said to him, Lord, I'm ready to go with you, both to prison and to death. Uh, and then verse 34, he said, I tell you what, Peter, The rooster shall not crow this day before you will deny three times that you know me. So that that wasn't a great start for Peter's day. Um, Then after that, Peter's taken with Jesus and I think James and John as well into the Garden of Gethsemane to pray because Jesus is... Is um, his heart's heavy he knows what's about to happen he knows what's coming up and he's afraid he's scared and and he wants to spend time with God and he's he's saying like he's like I'm overcome even to the point of death will you please you know you're my closest disciples will you please stay with me will you stay and pray will you stay alert and uh, so Jesus goes off and prays and Peter falls asleep and um, Jesus comes back and he finds Peter asleep he's like come on do you not even, not even for like a little bit, could you stay awake? Pray with me a little bit. And so uh, he goes up and then Jesus goes off and he's praying. And he comes back, finds him asleep. Three times this happens and Peter is like, yeah, asleep at the wheel. He's supposed to be looking after Jesus, supposed to be helping him and, and yet he's just, he's fallen asleep. And then, um, of course, the, that's the point where Jesus gets led away. So Jesus gets betrayed and led away and Peter's response to Jesus getting arrested is perfectly rational, very normal. He grabs a sword and tries to take one of the guard's ears off. I'm assuming he aimed for, he didn't aim for his ear. I think, like, I imagine he aimed for, like, to kill him or something and then just missed and got his ear. But he just misses the point again. He, he just loses it a little bit. And then it gets worse. He's kind of, like, completely lost, like, all, all his confidence at this point. And he says he can, he followed Jesus from afar, like, kind of, like, scurrying along in the shadows, kind of following along. And then when Jesus is taken into the, into the, um, the temple courts he kind of he waits outside and he sits down with some people and they're like hold on you're uh you're one of jesus followers and and that's the that's the point where peter sinks to his lowest point and he denies jesus three times just like jesus said he was going to ouch it's a pretty bad day in fact, i think it's probably one of the worst days a lot of people would have just been completely broken by that they would have just given up called it a day cash your chips in it's a loss, and uh, go for go home for the night. You know, there's a lot of people um, in life who have gone through times and, and failed. Maybe uh, maybe not similar to Peter. I've got a few a few names to read out. I'll try and hide them so you don't know who these people are. So, um, for example, there's Henry, who was a businessman. Henry's businesses uh, failed repeatedly. He was uh, his He was actually made broke five times over because he just kept going at it and every time it just failed. There's a a Japanese guy called uh, Soichiro and his career was failure after failure with unfortunate bad luck as well thrown in to measure. He went for a job as an engineer and uh, was turned down which left him jobless um, for quite a long time. There was Akio who decided to start an electronics company Um, his first product was a rice cooker which uh, I think you'd you'd think would sell well in Japan but it didn't really cook rice as much as it burnt rice and it sold less than 100 units. Not a great start to Akio's career. Harland had a recipe for uh, some mighty fine tasting chicken but no one wanted to know anything about it. He was rejected a thousand and nine times if you are keeping count that much you're right up to nine not just over a thousand but a thousand and nine times he tried to sell his recipe to, uh, to restaurants Abraham didn't have a very easy life he wanted to make something of himself um, was interested in, in becoming a businessman I know he was also interested in local politics so uh, in his youth he was called up and he went to war he, was, um, he went into war as a captain and came out of the war as a private, which is like <laughs> the reverse to the way you're supposed to do it. That's not really the, that's not really the way around. It's, it's, the private's the lowest of the low rank. He went into the captain and came out as a private. He started a number of businesses, all that failed, and uh, ran for public office and was defeated in that as well. William um, dropped out of college... Couldn't, couldn't cut it, decided to start a business which failed um, it was with a friend, it was called Trafo Data, it was about uh, taking traffic data and putting it into computers or something like that it just didn't work um, Vince was an artist he, uh, he, he, he well he considered himself an artist anyway he, he painted and he painted and he painted and he painted, he died pretty much penniless and uh, of all his paintings he sold one and that was just to a mate, and it was just for a really small amount of money and, um Mike wants to be an athlete um he loved basketball, but he was cut from the high school basketball team. Not a great start to his uh his athletics career so why why mention these lists of failures why 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 bother talking about these people? well because peter 's story didn't finish at where he denied jesus three times peter's story didn 't finish at his lowest point the The amazing thing about Peter is that in spite of these mistakes that he made he got back up in spite of everything that he went through he got back on the horse got back on and tried again yeah. which is amazing imagine imagine what Peter's life would have looked like if he had just called it a day after denying Jesus if he just said right now, ha- I've had enough I'm obviously not cut out for this I'm, I'm going home I'm going back to fishing." Imagine what, imagine what the church would look like if, if Peter hadn't, hadn't gone on to, to more. You know, Peter preached the first gospel message after the Holy Spirit arrived at Pentecost and, and saw 3,000 people saved. He was the first person to speak out about the gospel of Jesus Christ. He went on to write to encourage the persecuted church. He, he reminded them that failure wasn't the end, that there was persecution and that they should push through. And he was able to tell them that because that was what he had done. That was what he had stood for. That was how he had continued to keep going. So what I love about Peter is it's his ability to get back up. It's his ability to try again that inspires me. It's an amazing picture of his character and his tenacity, and I think you know we can learn so much from that. Those names, those th- that list of people that I read out to you. Henry was Henry Ford, created Ford Motor Company and was one of the succ- most successful businessmen in America. Soichiro, who um, went for went for jobs as an engineer and got turned down, leaving him jobless. That was Soichiro Honda. He uh, started making scooters in his garage, and his neighbours encouraged him. He finally started a business, and uh, it's now multi-billion dollar business. Akio Morita who burnt the rice that was the first product of the Sony corporation and uh, you might not have heard of them, they're kind of a big deal now (laughs) Harland Mr. Rejected 1009 times was Colonel Sanders of uh, KFC fame he was rejected 1009 times by restaurants for his recipe for chicken (laughs) Uh, Abraham was Abraham Lincoln, who uh, was defeated multiple times in public office before becoming President of the United States, and and one of the most famous presidents to have ever taken office. Uh, William, the college dropout, was uh, Bill Gates. Vincent, who uh, never sold a painting, was Van Gogh, and... um, kept painting and had over 900 paintings to his name, even though he, he sold only one. And today they bring in hundreds of millions of pounds. And uh, Mike, who was cut from the team, was Michael Jordan. And uh, there's, a, there's a quote which is maybe, you've maybe heard it before, it's, it's, quite, it's quite famous, but it, it's fantastic at, at proving the, the, my point here. So uh, Michael Jordan didn't let his setback stop him from his love of the game. He says, I have missed more than 9,000 shots in my career. I've lost almost 300 games. On 26 occasions, I have been entrusted to take the game-winning shot, and I missed. I have failed over and over and over again in my life, and that is why I succeed. Michael Jordan's saying here that the reason he succeeds is because it's not just one failure and you're right. He gets up over and over, yeah. and if he fails again, then he'll get up again. There's this amazing verse that that gives me so much encouragement. If we can have it up on the screen, Micah chapter seven and verses seven and eight. There's this uh, incredible um, incredible reminder for us to to not let mistakes or failures leave us down in the dirt but actually to get to get back up so in micah 7 verse 7 i read from verse 7 as for me i look to the lord for help i wait confidently for god to save me and my god will certainly hear me do not gloat over me my enemies for though i fall yet will i rise though i sit in darkness the lord will be my light you know god calls us to great things but that doesn't mean that it's going to be easy. It doesn't mean that it's going to be free from problems or free from trouble. And I think sometimes that can really hold us back. Sometimes the greatness of the dream can make it that much scarier to go after it because the fear of failure is that much, that much greater. I don't know, maybe if you're anything like me, you, you don't feel able or you don't feel capable of, of stepping up and, and taking on some of the things that, that are in your heart and that that can be so debilitating but it's like Michael Jordan saying it's the ability to fail over and over again is what actually causes us to succeed this series has really um, has really challenged my perception on how we're called to live as people in this world how God has called us to live you know, we've been looking a lot at this idea that people are only human and that they make mistakes, and that the supernatural is is how God moves in that. And I think I I used to think that the supernatural was like a it was like a bolt on, it was like an add on to the natural in w- which we live most of the time. If you are a fan of the terrible and yet highly entertaining Fast and the Furious films you'll uh you'll know there's always that scene there's like probably ten scenes per movie of the of this where they'll be in a race it's about racing <laughs> that's all it's about every movie's just about racing and they'll be thinking they'll be driving and they'll be driving quite fast and then they'll hit the the turbo button or they'll hit the nos button and uh they normally have to hit it like that. I don't know. I just think to show how powerful it is that, that, that they're hitting it, that they get this blast of extra speed, and the rest of the drive they're just using their kind of natural, their natural kind of petrol gas. And um, I think sometimes we think about the supernaturals like that. Like we run on natural until we need that extra spurt, and then we kick in the supernatural. Like you know. Um, if you're praying for someone to be healed, then you need to do the supernatural. But if you're getting up in the morning and making toast, then you're okay just living in the natural. But I actually, you know, from looking at these stories and unpacking these biblical, um, biblical characters, I can see that, that that thinking that I had is, is crazy. It's not, it's not right. The supernatural is not the reserve tank, it's the normal tank, it's the standard, it's not the Nos when you get up in the morning and make your toast, do that in the power of God's supernatural spirit. That might sound stupid, but um, I'll I'll rephrase it for you. Is there anything that you do not want to do in your life in the power of God? You know, when you ask it from the other side of the fence, it sounds like a much more normal question. Is there anything in your life that you want to do without God? Why would you, if God's there, why would you make your toast without God? If God's there, why would you drive to work without God? I just want to finish with an illustration that 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 really um, it really impacted me quite a lot. Um, I I love being part of the worship team here at, at the church. I love being able just to to share. My, my heart, my passion for God through music, through worship and being part of an amazing team who love God so much and I remember hearing a story from a worship leader some of you maybe know her, her name's Jen Johnson she's a worship leader in Bethel Church and uh, I remember hearing this really funny story which which um, touched me quite powerfully uh, she was uh, with her husband That they were kinda of leading worship at a conference somewhere somewhere in America. They were kind of they were far from where they were. She was having a terrible day. She was having a really crappy day. You know, her kids were sick. She had two young kids and they were not well, which isn't a great start. She was super tired because their flights had been delayed and there'd been misconnections and stuff like that. That was just really frustrating and was holding them up from getting to the place where they needed for the conference. And she just got in the car to go and lead worship knowing that everyone was waiting for her to lead them into the presence of God and lead them into um, into a place of praise, and she just wasn't feeling it. And uh, she was driving with her uh, father-in-law, Bill Johnson, who's the pastor of the church in Bethel, and, and she said, partly joking, partly out of frustration, she said, right, mommy hat off, worship hat on. And Bill Johnson just kind of leaned over and just... just whispered in her ear and, and she said it was just had the most profound effect on her life he said the problem is you should never have taken the worship hat off in the first place and Jen, Jen Johnson says that, that, that profoundly changed how, uh, how she understood God and it, and it changed her life I think the same thing is true of us as, as Christians if we know God that, that we take the supernatural hat off thinking that it's a part-time thing when in actual fact God's, God's enabled us and empowered us to be walking in the supernatural every day the reason why Peter got back up was because he got back up in the power of God it's because he got back up empowered and enabled by the Holy Spirit it's because he was filled with the Spirit and chose to push through even though he'd taken knocks even though he'd made some pretty stupid blunders he's not known for that he's known for getting back up and that's why that's what means so much to me. I don't know where you're at today, but I want you to know that, that God has plans and purpose for your life, that he has big dreams and big vision. And I hope that you know that, that he enables us to step up. I don't know where you're at. Maybe you don't feel like you're able to to attain what, what God has, has called you to. You've got a big vision in your heart but you just don't really know if you can get there. Maybe um, maybe you're scared of believing for things. Maybe you've been hurt in the past and you don't feel like you're able to to believe in God for for more and, and it's just too it's too dangerous. It's too it's too painful. maybe um, maybe there's that dark cloud just kind of hanging over an area of your life where you just feel like you're failing and, and you're not winning and um, you don't know how you're going to get past that just, just like Michael Jordan said your success comes in failing over and over again because there will come a time when you stop failing there's come a time where you stand there comes that time where God enables us to, to keep going and keep pushing through I would love for you just to stand with me tonight. I want to pray for a, a couple of things first. If you um if we just close our eyes, let's just uh let's just connect our hearts with where God's at just now. You know, I, if if there's something clouding over your life where you feel like you're failing, you know, I want to pray for for you tonight if you feel unable to take hold of what God's put on your heart, then I want to pray for that as well. Peter's story is not in the Bible because Peter was perfect. We are not here tonight because we're perfect. We're here tonight because God's Spirit empowers us to go after that perfection. If that's you, I just want to pray for you tonight. God, I thank you so much. God, I thank you that your plans for us are good. God, I thank you that you equip us to do more than we could even ask or imagine. God, that your plans are so good. God, in this place, I just ask, Lord, that you would open our eyes, that you would just give us that, that wisdom, give us that revelation just to push in and see where we've, been, where we've been held back by our failures, how we overcome in your name. Lord, just as Peter got back up, Lord God, show us how to stand. Show us how to stand again and again, Holy Spirit. God, I just declare right now, Lord, if there are dreams that people feel are too big, Lord God, I just, I just pray that you would just work in, in our hearts just to enable, equip, strengthen, just to show us how you're there with us and that we can tackle what you have in store. God, I thank you, Lord, that, that we are not Small Vision Church. Lord, that we want your name lifted high across this nation. Lord, show us how to. Thanks for listening. If you have any questions or you'd like to find out contact information or service times, then don't forget to visit our website www.thejunctionchurch.com God bless.